Hello, and welcome to Drive Time, Thrive Time for Divorced Moms with me, Erin Breeze, your host and co-pilot on this, this road of life after divorce. And if you're new here, thanks for tuning in. I'm so glad that you found us. And if you've been tuning in for a while, thank you. It's really wonderful to get your, your thoughts and your feedback. Uh, I love knowing that that you're you're listening and that you're making any time whether you're driving like me when you're listening or you're doing a chore or anything whatever it is you're up to um, good job finding a way to make it thrive time because truly we have so much time we have so much time and we often operate in this world as if we do not generally in my experience that's really an invitation to reevaluate how we're using the time It's generally not an issue about having time, it's how we're choosing to use it. And we have a lot more opportunity than sometimes we think in how we use it. And I often joke with clients about like, I want everything to count for at least, like every hour to fill at least two, ideally three buckets, right? So if I'm driving anyway, if I have a commute, how can I also use that for feeling uplifted, feeling supported, right? Tuning into like this um, or something else, Um, connecting with a friend, like how do I use the time or just being in silence, you know? That can be really, really amazing. I I, I am an introvert and actually just just last night, because I had my girls this weekend and man, by the end of a Sunday on a full weekend with all the activities and the coming and going and we had to, Get a run to a mall for some shopping for them. They both have these, um, it's like a holiday spirit week. And so new like pajamas were needed for my oldest because she doesn't have school appropriate pants that fit pajama pants for their day today where they could wear pajamas and she was coordinating with a friend. Anyway, long story short, we ended up at the mall, which... Which for me, as an introvert, the end of a Sunday, like the last place that I want to be is at a mall. And so I was telling them, I just need, I got home and I was like, I need, nobody can call for me. (laughs) You ever feel that way? You're like, oh my gosh, if somebody else calls mama down the hallway, like (laughs) I cannot hear it. I cannot be requested. (laughs) No, nobody can have any needs. And I, I said at least 10 minutes. Um, because I just had to refuel and sometimes driving gives me that time just to be with me and to take a few breaths and then take a few more and just to really be present. It's such a great opportunity to be present and see what, what am I doing right now? Like, what am I really, what am I doing? It's a great way to check in. What am I thinking about? Right? Whatever we're thinking about is enhancing or not our experience. So we can get really conscious of, well, where am I? Where am I right now? Am I here? Am I here in my present? Or am I out in the future? Am I back in the past? Like, where am I? And what am I doing? And when we get conscious of how we're spending our time, we can make so much better, such better use of it. So, okay, but that's not what I wanted to share today. I want to share now that we have gotten present on our time now, connecting and making our our time some thrive time for ourselves. I wanted to talk a little bit more about why why I get so delighted about divorce. And that is not because I'm insensitive and it's not because 
I, you know, don't get just how hard this process can be. I have lived through it. I get it. I really, really do. And also, I really believe, and I see this over and over in the lives of the, the families that I support, the moms that I work with, that divorce is really here for us. And if yours, if your marriage has not ended, you know, I often say not all marriages are intended to last. Not everybody likes to hear that. Not all marriages are intended to last. Because when we start, we do expect and think and imagine and hope, right? Aspire to have a marriage that does. But they don't. And we know this. <laughs> They're not all meant to last because they don't. They don't last. So if yours is not lasting, I want you to take heart that it is it is exactly right, okay? It is exactly right. And that doesn't mean that everything that is happening feels right and doesn't mean that things that feel, you know, that feel wrong, you might feel very wronged even by what's happened. I'm not saying that that isn't valid. I just want you to know that in the bigger view of your timeline, of your life journey, this is truly here for you. I promise. It is here for you. Because if your marriage isn't lasting, if it is coming to its conclusion, and by the way, you do get to celebrate that. We had a whole beautiful retreat last month about celebrating your marriage as complete. And it's, it really is so freeing when you get to this place of deep gratitude. And it's not a place of like, of um, this isn't about, we don't celebrate in a way of like revenge or I'm so glad to be free from that person or any of that. This is deep and thoughtful work and I know and comes with you know it's it's it is a big process because of course we are grieving the loss of the relationship and the loss of the family unit that we imagined and had and the future that we imagined there's a lot to to grieve and heal from and also when we do there's so much freedom because if our marriage did not last, it was time for us to graduate from it. And the reason is part of this whole journey is understanding what is it bringing me? What is the purpose all in all of this? And I wanna offer that there are three things that I see time and again that are often, in my view, kind of at the heart of why the marriage needed to end. And also, therefore, at the heart of what's available to you now as you move forward. And they're all about you. There's none of this is about the other person, which is really liberating. The more that you can keep this about you and your journey and what is this all bringing you, what's here for you, I promise you the faster, the further you can go and the faster you can get through to kind of this other side. If we want to imagine that there's an other side, and by that I mean a side where you feel you feel whole again, okay? And sometimes maybe you even feel whole for the first time because you realize, oh, I was so distracted by the dynamics of relationship and and I, I a lot of us like didn't, I didn't have a whole lot of adult time prior to this part of my path, right? And this partner and then becoming a mother. So, so often we're feeling whole for the very first time in the present time of who we have become. And the the demands of motherhood and partnership are a huge distraction for most people. What married or not, I mean divorced or not, married or not, like 
not everyone chooses wholeness. Not everybody chooses a path of, of evolving and expanding. And I'm delighted, again, back to why I get delighted about divorce, is like, it's this fast track. I really do see it. It's this fast track if we choose to ensure that we are on a path toward wholeness. Because our partner really represents a reflection of us in some deep way. And if we're willing to look at that and look at what that person brought our brings our awareness, like brings to our awareness about ourselves, it is so illuminating about the, the areas within ourselves that we're ready to express more, to strengthen, to transform. And again, what's liberating is it doesn't have to have anything to do with their awareness of any of that. It's not about them. It's about us. So the three things that I want to touch on um, are all about you. Like I said, self-trust, self-love, and self-worth. Self-trust, self-love, self-worth. These to me and my experience are the core of what your divorce journey is offering you. Is an invita- it is an invitation to connect in to where, where am I not trusting myself? Do I trust myself? And I do recognize, sometimes people say, well, I did until this happened. But generally, if we, if we explore that deeper, there's some aspect of self-trust that preceded your relationship that wasn't fully formed or developed before the relationship. I get that whatever has happened in the marriage and divorce may feel like, you know, it's even like, especially if there's infidelity or deception or other things, like I get that that feels like, well, I trusted this person who I, and now I can't, you know, it was proven that I was wrong about trusting them, right? But I want to offer that there's something even deeper for you. If trust feels like an issue for you that came up in the divorce and the marriage, I'd really invite you to really sit with that because this is such an, a key part of wholeness. We all deserve to operate from a place of self-trust. If we don't have it, we, we struggle. We will always struggle to trust others if we don't first trust ourselves because how could it work any other way? So self-trust really could be one of the most important keys, one of the invitations for you. If divorce is here for you, which most likely it is if you're tuning in, consider like where are you if you had a scale of one to ten where are you on on trusting yourself and and if you're not high on that if you're not a 10 out of 10 then beautiful no judgment let's build on that though let's deepen and strengthen your self-trust because you deserve that and so much else depends on that in terms of the quality of our relationships the quality of our just our life experience we, we deserve to operate with self-trust. And same with these other two. They all go hand in hand, of course, as well. Self-love. Do you love your company right now? I mean it. Like, do you light up thinking about spending time with you? And this is something I hear a lot, you know, and it's normal. It's so normal in the beginning, especially, to really miss your kids or kid when you're dealing, you know, newly with custody and and it's a big adjustment, huge adjustment. So, but I want you to be able to separate missing them and really being sad about not being with them as often and all the time and all the things connected to just missing them from 
how much you love being with you, okay? Because, yes, we're going to adapt to what it looks like to, 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 to I was going to say embrace, and that might, you not, might not be, that might be not be available for you yet to embrace being on your own yet, okay? Be honest with wherever you are and know that it's totally okay that you might be struggling with the time alone because you're missing your kids. But I want you to really lean into the question of and rate yourself because it's just helpful. We see numbers, you know, it's easier to kind of see clearly sometimes with, with numbers. Do you love yourself? Do you love being with yourself? Because if not, then you're, of course you're going to miss them in a different way because part of why you're missing them is because they were representing a distraction from whatever is going on within you that has you not loving you. Does that make sense? We are supremely good at distracting ourselves from things that are painful or hard. We all are. Part of becoming more conscious and choosing a path of expansion and evolution is like, okay, I'm going to keep seeing what is really going on with me. (laughs) What is this really about? Am I saying I miss them? Am I missing them? And for what reason? Because I want to share time with them and also, or (laughs) is it an, or is it because I'm not comfortable with myself in some way? Because if that's the case, the beauty is that you now have space. I know it doesn't feel always like a gift, but I promise it is a gift to have the space to, re- to choose self-love. I was going to say restore, but for a lot of us, it's like not even ever been there. True self-love. We weren't given the space to develop it as young, like as kiddos. We had it because we were, I believe, like we're pretty much all born with it, but, but we start to get feedback from those around us that erodes it. And then before we know, we don't we don't have it anymore because it's been lost, right? But it is within. And so the time without our, our children, and I know I'm thinking about this especially right now because around the holiday season, you know, those things can feel even more pronounced. And just be, please, really be self-loving of wherever you are related to self-love, okay? We're not judging ourselves for not loving our own company. But I want you to know that if you're not loving yourself and loving your time with yourself, then then take heart to know that this is one of the gifts that your divorce is actually bringing you. Because I promise you, your time with your children, when you get to a place of self-love, like your connection with them will blossom in beautiful new ways. And you'll get to model for them in a way that they, I promise, really, really need. They need to know and see and feel that you love you, that helps them learn how to love themselves, okay? Then we get to counteract, maybe if we did grow up with a family, household, community, you know, that didn't model self-love, um, and worse, like even eroded our own self-love, then, then it's even more important that we really develop that so that we can first and foremost give it to ourselves and then be able to share and show that with our kids. And similarly is the third one, it's self-worth. So often I hear that part of what motivated the decision to partner up and to get married in the first place had to do with a, a need that was external validation. Like, well, I was supposed to get married. That's what I, you know, that was like the next thing that I'm supposed to do, right? There's like this 
there's status connected to it. There's this pressure to conform to finding the person being chosen by the person, right? That all of this has to do with, with whether we are, we grant ourselves true, full worthiness on our own. So if you don't feel, I'd love for you to think about it in two ways. One, right now, how much self-worth do you offer yourself? Do you feel worthy? And also consider, where were you on a scale of 1 to 10 when you met your partner with self-worth? Okay? And it would be interesting to see where, where those numbers are for you. Okay? And really be honest with yourself about where were you when you met this person. Because I'll offer that often we were really looking for the other person to bring it to us when we didn't yet have it for ourselves. And again, this whole journey, this human journey is this opportunity to move toward wholeness. And we cannot be whole without self-trust, self-love, and self-worth. And those three keys just change everything. They change everything in our, in our, just our own experience of ourselves, our own life. They change everything. And when it comes to how we we mother our child or children, and they change everything when it comes to the new partner out there in the future. Or maybe you already have a new partner. And the promise you, the more that you have self-trust, self-worth, and self-love, the more trust and love you can give and validation to your partner that they are worthy exactly as they are, that they are enough. It really is, it really is true. The more that we we have to be able to do these things for ourselves in order to be able to fully give those very same things that I know we want to give to those that we care about. So I just pulled up to raise school. So I'm going to sign off here in a minute, but thank you for tuning in again. And again, we've been exploring today, really looking at like why, why not all marriages are meant to last. They just are not intended to last. If we are not fully in our self-trust, in our self-love, and in our self-worth, then often the divorce brings us this, this divine disruption, right? That's what I call it, this divine disruption so that we can restore. I do believe we were all born with that, and then sometimes it gets lost or eroded or damaged, and we deserve to restore it. And then we get to share and show and spread all the things, all the trust, all the love, all the worth to those in our lives. And that's really ultimately what all this is about. So as always, until next time, I am sending you so much love and I am sending you sunshine, even though it is not a sunny day today. It's actually very gray and very wintry. My hands are cold. I'm wearing my big puffy <laughs> down that um, generally is a Colorado jacket for me, but it is a day. It is brisk. It is cold and windy and just a little damp in the air today. So I am bundled up and um, I hope you are too. I hope you're cozy wherever you are and that you have a beautiful rest of the day. And if you are ready to connect with me to have some help with self-trust, self-worth, self-love, there are all the ways in my show notes. Um, just go to my website, erinebreeze.com. There's all the ways there too. And um, I'd love to connect with you. Until next time, have a beautiful day. Bye.